I think here. you're the host. You have to okay. do the introductions. All right, here goes. Hi, and welcome back to our podcast series, This One Time at OU, where we explore Athens, Ohio, and Ohio University. This week, Roz is going to take us to the Ridges, the former mental institute overlooking Athens. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, welcome back to This One Time at OU, Season 1, Episode 2 where we talk about the mental hospital that overlooks Athens. And this episode's titled The Ridges with Roz. So uh, we're going to talk uh, talk to Roz about the ridges. She's going to lead us through uh, her experience there, not as a patient, but visiting. And we'll, we'll add some insight to the, the mental hospital. But first, Roz, I hear you went to Mom's Weekend. we got to hear about that. Hey, Tim. Yes, I barely survived mom's weekend that is the craziest weekend at OU I think I don't remember it when I was a student and like bigger than Halloween uh but it was really mom's gone wild I mean the place is really crowded uh the thing that's kind of cool about it is you can go to the bars with your kids and they're allowed to drink with you as long as you're with your mom they let you drink gotta love Athens like what age like at 15 uh, my kids 19 <laughs> so probably 18 <laughs> I would think I yeah, don't know. they just have to look yeah they can't be like infants <laughs> right but and, yeah and my son was not ashamed to hang out with me in bars so <laughs> that was very unique uh so it was kind of cool we went to the classics we went to Tony's Crystal, CI, we saw a band at the Union, which is all redone since it burnt down like two years ago. It's still and two we- stories? Mm-hmm. And the upstairs where the bands are is really nice. It's got a big patio in the back. We saw a Pink Floyd covered band. I mean, that's classic, right? Who doesn't? That would Both, both age groups love that. So that was really fun. And um, we hiked Bong Hill. That place is still there. It was very busy because it was a beautiful day. And we also went up to the ridges. I wanted to show them this place that was always very unique to me and I was always kind of fascinated with when I was a student. And every time I've come back, I've just loved it, the history and the big old building. And it was just kind of fascinating to me. Um, yeah, Is Bong Hill still called Bong Hill or is it like Vape Hill now? Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, Devin, have you been to, uh, is there a dad's weekend or mom's weekend? Because I know both of your your children went to OU. There is a dad's weekend. I never went down for that. That was in the fall. Uh, We were there so much for different sports things anyway. It wasn't like I'd come to seek out the crowds, but my wife did go down for mom's weekend with my son at least once. Not sure about my daughter. I want to hear more about the ridges. I think we all do. Yes, so the Ridges now is, uh, you know, an art gallery, and I think there's some art classes up there. I think the university bought it in 1995, and didn't you look up some of the history, Tim, of when it started as an insane asylum? Yeah, there's a lot of history about it. There's one site that's uh, hauntedathens.com, and of course it's uh, Wikipedia, and and it's, when you think mental hospitals, very different than today, uh, it was started in 
January 1874, and I think it was the Athens Lunatic Asylum, then it was the Athens Hospital for the Insane, then it was the Athens Asylum for the Insane, then the Athens State Hospital, the Southeastern Ohio Mental Center, and the Athens Mental Health Center, and the Athens Mental Health and Mental Retardation Center, Athens Mental Health and Developmental Center, and then it went back to the Athens Medical Mental Health Center. Whew. Oh they had a, That's a yeah, crazy they had a, list. <laughs> yeah, they had a tuberculosis ward. They had all kinds of uh, crazy things. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty well documented. It was just crazy the way people went, why they went there. I mean, you could have epilepsy. You could be an unruly child. You could be an older parent. Your kids just dropped you off. Um, it's uh, known for its lobotomies. And so that was crazy. Yes, I actually volunteered there, Tim, Devin. I, vo- I was, I don't know why, I was a little crazy myself, and I was eager to please uh, my new friends, and someone talked me into volunteering up there when I was a freshman. Like new uh, friends from the from the mental institute or new friends at OU? New friends at OU. <laughs> How did that the- work in with your journalism degree? It didn't. <laughs> I was just well, a sucker. <laughs> well, are these the same... F- townies that would just stop by your house to shower and be like hey let's go to the middle no street. this was okay. freshman year you know how okay. OU goes the freshman years are so much different than the later years <laughs> I like how you say freshman years freshman years <laughs> <laughs> I did only have one freshman year <laughs> the freshman years it might it lasted a long time anyways um so I remember we I did it about three or four times and we took a van up there and we were assigned to the men's locked ward. Uh, that's where the men that didn't leave, the really, really bad ones. Do you guys remember being in town sometimes and seeing someone and thinking, day pass? Yeah, they got out on the weekends. I want to say like, like they maybe on Friday to Sunday because they'd run around um, and, and you yeah. would see them. And I remember once somebody robbed, went into the Athens Bank or Hocking Hills Bank and they they robbed it then they went to Tony's and had a beer and they're easy to find. Oh yeah, I remember that story. Um but I these were about... not the ones that got the day passes. These were Oh, these, these are the ones were that not. Couldn't That's leave. where we were assigned. One thing that really sticks out to me too is when we volunteered one time it was really cold and we walked underneath in the tunnels underneath and you saw like the cages where they used to keep the uh, mentally insane when they treated them more like animals, you know, uh, in the early 1800s. And you saw like the cages and just a little slot for the food. And those were the tunnels. So that, that made an impression on me. And uh, we go into the men's locked ward. And my friend who had talked me into going had really bright blonde hair, Christy. And uh, one of the guys just started stroking her hair and saying how beautiful <laughs> it was. That would be scary. <laughs> Beautiful. She well, had great hair, and she just stood there, uh-huh. And I was like, oh, thank God I'm a brunette. Well, do you know what the leading cause of insanity among the male patients was? What? According to the first annual report in 1876, masturbation was the leading cause of insanity among male patients. 1876? Wow. Yes. And then the second most common cause of insanity was um, intemperance, and dissipation, if I'm saying that correctly. I'm not 
hundred percent. You guys know. Um, so the temperance of that would mean alcohol, alcoholism. Yeah, we'll have to look. That right. Up. I yeah, know. I think so. Oh, okay. And then, she's masturbation, alcoholism. It's like that's a bad place to have it in a college town. Yeah, think anything's changed. (laughs) I know. God, thank God they changed the laws. Because you used to be able to just, you know, commit a family member. Yeah. You you didn't like grandma. Sorry, pops. (laughs) No car for me. You're going to the house on the hill. Right. Thank God laws changed. Anyways, uh, the guy that I talked to in the men's locked ward made an impression on me because he like to light a lighter and then put it out with his tongue. Ah, so, a Zippo lighter? No, I don't believe it was a Zippo. <laughs> but still, that's a... Uh, could he, could he like, get out and touch you? Or he, like, was just walking around? I was like, hey, watch this. Uh, we, I, I was sitting with him on the couch, and he was showing off to me. He's showing his trick. And he did it over and over. Light the lighter, put it out with his tongue. Light the lighter, put it out with his tongue. I'm just like, uh-huh. Great trick. Yeah, that seems weird that you just, like, you're just volunteering what you're there just to keep him company? Yeah. It was, like, in the rec area, and um, then I would play ping pong with some of them, and they would totally beat me and be so happy, and I'd make their day, and I I like doing that. That was what, what I did the next couple times. I would just go find someone to play ping pong with and make their day when they beat me, and I was, you know, a, a table apart from them, and... Yeah, that seems better than uh, watching the guy try to burn his tongue. Yeah. I want you guys to try that. When have you tried that? I don't want to try that. <laughs> I know I worked at a hole-in-the-wall sub shop my five years at OU, and we'd always, I'd always have to do deliveries up there. And it was at night, and it was just always creepy. And they, uh, I'd walk in and go to the front desk, and they were nurses all dressed in white. And um, I just didn't wander too much because of us. I was looking in the, the windows and doors, and it, it's just spooky up there. Yes, it is very spooky. And I remember um, when Billy Milligan escaped from, I guess it wasn't the Athens Mental Health Center, but one in Columbus, but he had been in the Athens uh, Asylum before, and so they were telling all the students, you know, stay in your dorms, look out, and we just thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, because he was, uh, he, he raped some Ohio State students, I believe. And that's, I mean, and he had multiple personalities. You know, I looked him up the other, uh, other day and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio had signed on to do a movie about him. And I this article is from 2015. I don't know whatever happened, if he bought the rights or that movie's coming out. But there was a famous book about it as well, written by Daniel Keyes, The Lives of Billy Milligan. Who's no you professor? Oh, he was. They wrote the yeah. book. I didn't know that. He wrote the. Um, uh, I won't say it, but yeah, he wrote a book before that that led him into the minds of Algernon or something like that. Oh, flowers, flowers for Algernon. Uh, flowers for Algernon. That's it. And he was a creative writing professor, which is when he interviewed Milligan why he was a professor there. Oh, see, I didn't know that. And the flowers for Algernon was about kind of a special needs person who takes some medicine gets better, but then he also realizes the medicine's going to wear off and he's going to go back to being who he was. And that was a good book. That's like, uh, I think for a while that was in a lot of schools, like one of those must-reads. Yes, it was. 
didn't have him as a professor, though. No. Um, Roz, I, I did do some research, and the way they they were known, ice water baths, electroshock therapies, lobotomies. Um, oh, that uh, wasn't, wasn't a place. Did you get a sense when you were there that it was – I can I don't know if evil places right, but I mean it was kind of like one flew over the cuckoo's nest with the nurse ratchet and all or nurse no, ratchet. No, I ratchet remember them being the was, was really like nice that? because I was volunteering. I'm sure they were so happy and nice, extra nice to me. Like, <laughs> but I don't remember. Now. In fact, when I uh, broke in there about five years ago, wait, I wasn't wait, really wait, scared as everybody mean, else like... because I felt like ah i was no here. you have to it's start over with the broke in story would you, you you broke in you went to you're visiting athens you're like hey let's was this after bars was this like on a saturday morning well i couldn't help myself i was there about five years ago for homecoming have you guys been to homecoming that's another big party yeah have. i i haven't i need to go yeah it's you know you do the kegs and eggs you do the parade, you do the football game, the tailgating. Then we ended up waiting for a table at Casa Nueva for five hours and drinking margaritas. And so it's homecoming about five years ago, and we're going back to our hotel. It's me, my husband, my niece, and her boyfriend. And it was like 11 at night, and our ho- we're on the way, and on the way to the hotel is the insane asylum. And I decided to drive up and show everybody the place up there I'm like it's almost Halloween you have to go see this so we drove up there um, we stopped and we went to the cemetery now there's a whole nother part of it the cemetery have you guys seen that I have Devin, all the yeah, numbered yeah, Devin, graves about that yeah 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 it's a lot of just numbered graves no names just all lined up and sad Yes. So yeah, because they didn't have like if patients were put there by the courts, they didn't have any family members or family had disowned them, so no one to pay for the funeral. So they were just buried in simple graves with a number. And um, there's one story that says there's an area, um, one area, the linear shapes of the graves form a circle, which is said to be the witches' meeting point. Again, I don't know. I've never seen witches there. That I knew of. I don't know. That was one of the haunted Athens, Ohio stories. Uh, yes. Well, that's usually my first stop when I go up there is the cemetery. When I went uh, with my son and sister over mom's weekend, we had to stop there too. <laughs> they are now um, putting, there's a group that's working on putting names to the graves. And some of the graves did have plaques. And a lot of them were Civil War. A lot of Civil War um, veterans, actually. Yeah, they say 2,000 people are buried there. Mm. So anyways, back to five years ago, I'm walking around the cemetery with uh, my family, and there was a group of students up there, and they said, do you guys want to know how to break in? Like, sure. So they told us where to go. Go over to this spot. I'm not going to reveal how you do it, but uh, it wasn't too hard. You went up a fire escape, and you went to a door and you there was no handle on the door it had a little crack and you kind of had to take your fingers and pry it open a little so we're on the second floor and we get in there and we're inside 
And we just had, like, two of us had our phones with us for uh, flashlights. But other than that, it was, you know, 11 o'clock at night. It was dark and cold. And it was really wild in there. There was big open rooms, um, a lot of really peeling paint. Um, You could see the rooms where the patients were and when the nurses stations were and I remember a lot of the rooms had a bathtub in the middle of them just a big room with a bathtub in the middle was it structurally sound like did you have to worry about falling through the floor uh no it was structurally sound there was just really bad peeling paint probably that kind with asbestos in it or something (laughs) Uh, lead, lead paint. That's what I meant to say. Uh, so a lot of peeling paint and, but it's really still kind of cool in there cause it's such a neat old building. And I remember one of the rooms had just a high chair in it. That was very strange. That would be strange. Cause I didn't, in the research I did, I didn't hear of, uh, like young kids being there. I always kind of, they said that they were unruly teenagers, but like having a high chair, oh, that's, that yeah, that's spooky. creepy creepy right uh so after walking around a little bit uh the two men decided to go up to the third floor well me and my niece had had enough we're like we're out we'll see outside so we go outside and we start talking to the students who had told us how to get up there and they start telling the story of the legend of the stain um, do you remember that story? Tim, yeah, I, didn't you I, look into that? I did. It's a story about um, one of the most famous uh, deceased patients there, Margaret Schilling. And on the 1st of December in 1978, she just disappeared. Legend has it that she's playing hide-and-seek with the nurses. Nurses get distracted and forgot to go look for her. And then a month later, on the 12th of January, 1979, her body's found uh, by a maintenance worker. And they say, I mean, her death was kind of mysterious because she just disappeared, but there was marks on her body an imprint of her clothes and hair are, they say perfectly visible on the floor. Some said that her body decomposed and the outline was formed because of the reaction of the corpse to the sunlight. And that seems a little hokey, but I mean, can you see the stain? Cause they say it's still there and, and you can see it. Were you able to, did you see it? Well, no, uh, but they started telling my niece about the stain and that the girl was on the third floor and that you never go to the third floor because she you'll get lost and you'll never get out and you'll die. <laughs> and these students yeah, really believe that. And I was, I was telling them my stories of volunteering there, and they were fascinated with that because I think students today can't even imagine it was ever open. Like it was, it was actually a place. Um, so finally, my niece is starting to freak out. She says, Oh my gosh, he's gonna die! He's gonna die. I think they were newly engaged, they got married last night. So she's freaking out because your husband and her fiance are still in there with the ghost of Margaret Schilling. Yes, and they had gone up to the third floor, which the student said is instant death. <laughs> so, of course. Uh, being the brave person that I am I went up there went back in and said come on guys 
you know, we're leaving without you, time to go. And I hear them giggling behind some wall because they were going to, they were waiting for us to come look for them. And they were going to jump out and scare us. <laughs> so instead I scared them. <laughs> Good. Did anyone say, see you, Margaret? And she's like, okay, yeah. see you later. Yeah. My niece is practically in tears. It's like, they're fine. So I totally am not really scared of the place because I think I was there when it was a hospital and I didn't, I found it kind of a interesting experience more than scary. But uh, it's. Well, I would say going at night at 11 o'clock, I would be scared to death probably. Um, dark. Would you have you gone in? I mean, I would have with other people because I'm like, oh, I'm a tough guy. I'll do it. But no, like I. I don't know. I read some stories of people would go up there by themselves and they go to the cemetery and just kind of wander at night. I'm like, you got to be crazy. I don't even watch scary movies, but. Uh... Yeah. I know both my kids went up at night through the fence, all that deal. Well, you probably run into other kids up there and you're like, what's that noise? What's that noise? And like, I can see two sets of kids going up there, not knowing the other sets there and probably scaring each other. Did your kids go in, Devin? Excuse me? Did they go into the? Did I don't know if they got in? into the buildings. We went in the buildings one time. We went up, but it was during the day. At night, I don't think they got into it. I think you could have a yeah. If you had two groups and you could get separated and like different solar lights, you could have a lot of fun with people up there. I think. Right. I'm sure uh, what we did was not legal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't. We won't. This is all pretend. Um, <laughs> You know, researching this, I didn't really appreciate when I went there. I knew some of the uh, folks would walk around on the weekend. I was like, oh, they, you know, they got let them out for the weekend. And I uh, I drove up there delivering subs, but I, I didn't really ever tour it or anything. And now I'm, it's my first stop when I go back to Athens for sure. Well, it's nothing like it used to be. I mean, there's not only an art gallery, which was actually pretty cool. Um, there's putt-putt up there, there's hiking trails, there's actually a nice little hiking trail. Yeah, um, one of the grad schools up there is Ohio Voinovich School. It's actually some of the Ridges offices, I believe. Right, and a telescope, and the, I hope they never tear down the main building with the big Victorian tower, and because that's just so cool. Yeah, that is. That's a beautiful uh, building. Please check out our website for a picture of it. it. It's super cool. And it's pretty funny that they opened, I believe they opened the asylum first and then decided to put a college right by it. <laughs> I don't know. Who That's a good point. We should know when OU started. I can't really. Think. OU started in 18 I was gonna say the year after it became a state, it was the first college west of the Alleghenies. I, I knew that. Oh, I thought it was first college east of the Mississippi, Harvard on the Hocking. I thought it was 1876. Well, What's the real Oh, my God. It's 1804. How can you not know that? Man, I am I am a bad, bad person. Sorry. Yeah, you better study up. Yeah, I need to. <laughs> Buy a sweatshirt. For eighteen dollars and four cents. Oh, yeah, I right. probably had a sweatshirt that said that. Um, or one that said Tony's or CI. Uh, that's awesome, Raj. You got told me it was, what a great idea to talk about that because Athens is full of so many haunted 
areas. There's some pentagram around the city. And we'll have to have an episode just on Haunted Athens, I think, with Wilson Hall and the noises people hear there about some girls that were – a girl killed herself? or I'm not even sure the whole story, but I know that it's uh, – do you guys know that story? Uh, uh, was it two girls, one girl, and, and Wilson Hall? No, I don't know that one. All right, well, heard a couple different ones. One on West Green and one on a couple on East Green, I think. Um, I have to look into that. Maybe another time. Maybe the October edition. Yeah, I think we should definitely go for a haunted, uh, haunted Athens episode. Yeah. Well, speaking that... of creepy things, do you guys remember the? Uh, kid in our class who had a hearse <laughs> I, I do not but my dad picked up my mother for their first date in a hearse oh. in Athens really I don't yeah. remember anybody true story I forget he had access to it somehow and thought it would be funny I guess I don't know <laughs> and he still married her <laughs> yeah. yeah still married, still married yeah. him yep <laughs> Kind of weird. He's like, honey, I want to take your mom up to this cool, cool place up on top of the hill. <laughs> and have her stay there for a while. Uh, well, that was pre-deliverance, too, so those stories weren't out yet. But there's plenty of that outside of Athens, I'm sure. Yes, definitely. No, but, Roz, I haven't heard the uh, the hearse. Was it someone you knew, one of your shower people? I, I, no, this is freshman year. We're talking the freshman years. Um. I remember his name was Seth, and he was a redhead, and he drove a hearse. And I thought he was very strange, and I stayed far away from him. <laughs> yeah, I'm much, much safer, safer playing ping pong, pong with the lighter man <laughs> than Seth and the hearse. <laughs> right, you guys know you're going to go try putting uh, your a lighter out with your tongue now after that story. Yeah, probably. <laughs> or don't can't you just remove your thumb from the lighter part and it stops? I think it's maybe a nose. Maybe you can blow it out with your nose, exhale at the tongue at the same time. Oh, yeah. That that's what I'm sense. going with. Yeah, oh, yeah that kind of looked like Santa Claus, too, I remember. Ooh, beard up in flames. Hi, and thanks for joining us for this one time at OU, podcast where we explore Athens, Ohio, and Ohio University, and we look forward to hearing your stories.